Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Welcome back, mamas. It's Tilly here, and I have been hearing from so many of you of how you are struggling with being around your family 24-7 and not getting a break, and I wanted to record a podcast on, you know, how to not want to kill your partner during an extended quarantine like we're going through. So I wanted to give you my best tips and practices to keep you from doing that so that you can support your partner in love instead. And so y'all can come out on top and being a stronger couple, a more loving couple than you were before this shit ever went down. The first tip that I have for you is that you need to start taking turns with kid responsibilities so you can each have alone time. That means if you are not asking for help, And if you struggle feeling guilty when you ask for help, well, now is the time to get the fuck over it. (laughs) Being a people pleaser right now is only going to cause more resentment and stress, which in turn is going to lower your immune system. And you are not going to make it through stronger in your relationship if you cannot learn to ask for help. It just amazes me how many women struggle with this because of how we're all brought up to be the caretakers, to be the people pleasers, but you've got to learn to ask for help. And when you start doing that, you're going to notice that the people that you're asking for help want the opportunity to help you. You would be so surprised how supportive men in particular are. And I don't have experience and you know uh, anything other than a heterosexual relationship, but I know as as far as I go and my relationships have gone, that men are always extremely happy to help you out, and they want to support you when you ask them. But they cannot read your mind, ladies. <laughs> you cannot expect your partner to read your mind. You cannot expect your partner to help you out if you don't ask for them to do so. Okay, and when you don't ask for help, you're also not giving that person the joy and the pleasure of serving you the same way that you get the joy and pleasure from serving them. So ask for help, take turns, and make more time to be alone and take a break from each other. Okay, when you're taking the turns with the kids and helping, you know, one of them's helping them out with the schoolwork and then the other one is off. Uh, absolutely go for a walk or run by yourself, go do something alone or go spend some time doing a self-pleasure practice or dating practice. Okay. The second tip that I have for you is to let yourself laugh and cry together more. No doubt the entire freaking world situation is downright insane and it's unpredictable and it may cause you to flip flop between excitement and joy for, you know, being on the other side of this and what that means and looks like. And you may be flip-flopping into devastation and a deep depression too. It's okay. No matter where you are on that spectrum, it's okay. 
But if you can cry together and if you can laugh together, if you can let yourself be real and raw with your emotions, instead of trying to act like I've got it all together, why doesn't he or, you know, whatever, it's not a competition, you know, you're both going through an unprecedented time, um, insane family dynamic situations that may or may not have been existent before. This is all new for a lot of people and it's going to cause you to want to cry and want to laugh. And when you can share those moments together about just how crazy it all is, it can be a lot more lighthearted and fun. And the more that you block the flow of your emotions and things that are going on and you don't give yourself uh, the opportunity to connect with your partner, the more you're blocking intimacy because a universal language is laughter. And when we can laugh together and when we can cry together, it creates a sort of bond and intimacy that there's no way to describe it. It's beyond words. It's just connection. So you can create more connection with your partner when you just let yourself be real about how you're feeling and be raw. The third tip that I have for you is to maintain a couple bubble. <laughs> this word actually makes my skin crawl. I hate the word couple bubble, but the idea of it is so true. Okay. It means that you make a commitment to put your relationship first. It's really about the fact that there is no independent winning in a relationship. There's no one partner wins, the other partner loses. It's about the relationship itself. So when you focus on the ultimate goal of the relationship, which is creating more love, safety, security, and respect, then you're gonna come out stronger than before. So if you're gonna create a couple bubble, you and your partner need to agree on what you're going to guarantee and promise each other over the long haul, and you're gonna to have to stick to it. So creating that safe container of security and respect and more love is agreeing and promising on the things that you're going to guarantee each other. What can you guarantee your partner? What can your partner guarantee you? And when you're focusing on that, instead of winning in your relationship, you're gonna come out supporting each other and stronger together. All right, the fourth tip that I have is to do a morning and evening ritual together with your family every day to book end the day. So every morning you could do something like a family meditation or yoga together. My kids are learning all sorts of things that they completely hate me for right now. <laughs> they hate everything I teach them. But you know what? When they're 25, 30 years old, they're going to thank me one day. All right. Doing a family meditation or practice together or whatever you have in mind. Mine have learned all about the nervous system. They've learned all about trauma. They've learned all about uh, the chakra system, all about meditation. Oh my God, they've heard it all. Um, but when you're doing that, it creates a, a bond and a connection that's going to last forever. And every evening before you go to bed, you can even do some eye gazing with your partner or your kids to really feel into them and to remember and recognize the humanity and all of this that's going on, to recognize the fragility of life, you know, really just looking into each other's eyes and recognizing that we're all human beings in these animal bodies, you know, we are fragile part of life and it does end. 
So recognizing that just by doing something as simple as eye gazing for a minute into each other's eyes can bring in this sense of awe and respect and appreciation for the life that we have. That can really shift you out of fear and back into gratitude. So you can also talk about what's challenging you right now and what you're most grateful for. So maybe you're not into eye gazing, but just talking about what's really going on for you, what's been difficult for you as a family, just sit in a circle together and just share what's been challenging for you. And each person gets a couple minutes and then you can go around the circle again and speak, what are you grateful for? And this exercise isn't about trying to fix anything or to make the situation better at all. It's just about practicing holding space for each other and listening. So when you're doing any sort of eye gazing connection or communication practices, one of the biggest ways to not for your family to not want to do this with you or your partner to never want to do it with you again is if you are trying to fix them, if you're trying to pick a fight with them, that's not the point of it. So don't do that. It's just about practicing holding space and learning to listen to what's really going on in your family unit. Okay, the fifth tip that I have is that with your partner specifically, you can do this practice that I always teach calls, called desires, fears, and loves. And this is where you have the opportunity to say what you really want to say and to speak what really needs to be spoken so you don't grow resentful towards each other and you can effectively deal with triggers. And for this practice, it's super simple, so I can tell you how to do it. You're just gonna spend at least two minutes listening to each other's desires, fears, and loves. So you and your partner can sit across from each other, and one of you is going to speak, I desire, I desire, I desire. And you might come to a pause, and you're just gonna keep speaking your desires while your other part, the partner is completely holding space for you and just listening to you. And then um, you can start speaking your fears, just saying, I'm afraid of, I'm most afraid of in this situation, and just speaking that. And again, your partner is not allowed to talk, is not allowed to respond, but your partner is just listening to you. And then you can speak what you love about your partner to them. So just speaking the loves that you have, the gratitudes that you have. And then you can switch roles. So then your partner is going to share what they most desire, what they're afraid of, and what they love about you. And again, you're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to interject the conversation. You are just listening as your partner is responding. And then you're just going to thank each other for that time and then move on with your day. And tip number six is to use the time to explore, play, and bring back some adventure in your sex life. Because let's face it, you're going to be spending a lot of time in the bedroom, so you might as well learn some new techniques and skills. And that is exactly why for the month of April, starting March 31st, um, I'm, I'm starting the virtual school of orgasms that will be going on in my private Facebook group every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, March 31st through April 23rd, and I'm going over the basics of clitoral orgasms, G-spot, deep vaginal A-spot, cervical, full body and energy, breast, 
anal and throat orgasms, teaching you the techniques, skills, and telling you about my personal experiences. This is why it's a private group and it's for women only. And if you have questions and you'd like answers about any of these particular uh, types of orgasmic experiences, I will be there every Tuesday and Thursday for the next four weeks to um, answer those for you specifically. So you can sign up for that at bit.ly forward slash school of O. So bit.ly forward slash school of O. So just to leave you off, quarantine doesn't have to create separation. Uh, you don't you don't want to get to the point where you want to kill your partner, but if you do these tips, then you're going to create more depth and intimacy and love in your relationship. So I encourage you to try them out and join me for the virtual school of orgasms starting. What is it? Tuesday, March 31st. I don't even know what day it is, but March 31st. All right. Love you all so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.